I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweeps, where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. I'm Tim. And um, today's the topic, since it's uh, October and we're into the Halloween season, um, we're going to cover a story about a uh, haunting uh, in Gary, Indiana that occurred in 2011, 2012. And um, this story's a little creepy, wouldn't you say, Brandy? Right, yeah, it's way creepy. Um, you know, usually when we look at these stories, there's some reason for them. Uh, we were looking at, you know, we're doing another uh, podcast we did recently on uh, a uh, young girl in Germany who was um, Annalise Mikhail, who was uh, supposedly possessed by demons. And, she was uh, exorcised. Yeah, it turned out, uh, we, we kind of all agreed that there was mental health issues going on. Here, it's not so clear in this story. So, um, well, what the, okay. So we'll talk about it, though. Uh, but before we do, let me introduce our panel. I am pleased to introduce um, uh, the very lovely and talented, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Queen Amin, the mistress of evil, uh, pill-popping, peanuts-loving Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? He is off his game. You've uh, got Satan's dirty little secret again. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. It doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> it doesn't roll off I, I think I pulled me. that, I put that in, uh, I put that back in the vault. We'll have oh, to did pull, you? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to put that away for Aww. a while. Sorry, how are you? Brandy? I think you're Satan's dirty little secret still. Thanks. I'm good. Tim. Why are you talking to a person who's not even here yet? <laughs> Sometimes that happens. This is your segment. People look at me. It is my segment. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom, anything you would like to say at all? No, actually, I was ill-prepared for my own segment. So I'm very excited to be here. I'm more excited to be not here for three weeks. And you're going to be out for a few weeks. I am. And we're going to miss you. I will miss you guys, too. Speak for yourself. I will... uh, I will try and get down here so that perhaps we can do a podcast. Do a podcast. Yes. And so we haven't decided how we're going to handle your absence. <clears throat> uh, my first thought was that the colonel and I would soldier on, and then I didn't like that idea very much. And I thought, yeah, we'll just wait till you get back and take a little break. Um, and then I go back and forth. So we may or may you not do You should take it to the board. 
Yeah, I, I will. We'll, we'll discuss it with the board, our board of directors. Um, let me introduce uh, a man who really needs no introduction, but we give him one every show anyway. Uh, a man of uh, who has a strong moral compass, <laughs> who uh, will love this story because it's about demons, and of course he has he's fought with demons his whole life. Uh, you're fighting with demons as you as you, as you sit there right now. Aren't you? I'm I'm facing demons down right this minute, Timmy. Yeah, the very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm I'm doing wonderful today. Thank you for asking, Timmy. Well, you know, I, 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 you know, we never, we never get to do this. How are you doing, Timmy? Because you've had a little bit of trouble. You Your brother a, was not well. You've had a rough weekend. Yeah, yeah it was. Th- and I want to thank everyone on the pay and on, on a Facebook page for all your kind comments. Um, it was a rough weekend, but it's getting better. So, uh, and it's going to. So. And how is Dottie doing? You know, um, she's doing better. She's doing okay. It was a rough weekend for her as well. So we're, you know. My brother's getting better, though, and everything's going to be all right. So um, thank, you, thank you, everyone, for your kind uh, messages and things. I really Is this an older or younger brother? Tim? Older. I was, I'm the youngest. And He's the family. baby, remember? Yes. That's right. He's yes. the baby. Um, <clears throat> but uh, my brother's getting better, and he's, he's going to be okay. So, um, Colonel, I was going to bring up to you, though, you know, you, you're known as the Hawk. I am known as Hawk. Do you know who else? Do you know who else was known as the Hawk? Aaron Pryor was known as the Hawk, and he passed. He passed away. Aaron Pryor, who was a a light, light heavyweight, light heavyweight champion of the world back in the eighties. Yes, Uh, considered one of the greatest boxers of all time, I guess. Mm -hmm. From Cincinnati, he passed away a few days ago. So um, I just uh, was reading about that, and I never knew he was known as the Hawk. Yeah, he he stole that from me. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah, I see. So, uh, sure. no, that's sad. He was young. I mean, he wasn't. He was sixty, I think. He was sixty, but he Aaron Pryor had a. I mean, if you you have to know the Cincinnati, there's a pizza chain, La Rosa's. Buddy La Rosa originally uh, was his manager, mm-hmm. and Buddy La Rosa had a deal where he got a third of his earnings. Well, he paid Aaron Pryor to fight. In these, you know, or to train, mm-hmm. just to train. Mm-hmm. And this is when Aaron Pryor was making no money, you know, making $1,500 for a fight. Yeah, he was just a kid off the streets. Yeah. And uh, for a few years, he was, you know, he built, he built himself up. Well, then he got to where he wanted to, uh, where he got a big payday. Mm-hmm. And that is when Buddy LaRosa stepped in and said, now you give me my cut. Now, Buddy had paid this man for years and years and years. Right. And him and Buddy had a split over that. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Pryor, he, he, went, he went on for a couple years to be a great fighter. Unfortunately, Aaron Pryor, Timmy, has been in and out of this very building looking for work. Yeah, uh, he, he went through all of his money. He got addicted. He had a horrible crack addiction. Yeah, back in the back in the eighties. Yeah, and yeah. he was basically homeless. He yeah. he lived down here right around, on over. But he did get clean. He did uh, get clean, and he became a uh, he became a very active in the anti drug movement mm-hmm. and in, in the, church. In church. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a 
he I, I get but that you know he he died young and I have to believe that the boxing and the drugs just took yeah he had a, he had a yeah he had a rough upbringing and as you mentioned um, I mean at one time I mean he had a uh, his big payday was going to be fighting Sugar Ray Leonard yeah and uh, he had just I, I read it he had just came back from some promotional thing where they yeah. meet and they jaw at each other. And then they found he was just heard on the radio. He was driving home, I think, from Buffalo down to Cincinnati, and he had heard on the radio that uh, Sugar Ray Leonard had a detached retina, and, and he had to give up mm-hmm. boxing. And this is before their before major their fight. fight. He fought Alexis Arguello down in the uh, Orange Bowl in yeah, Miami. Yeah, uh, the Nicaraguan uh, champion. Yeah. All right, so that was amazing. Well, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked, but um, I just I never knew his nickname was the Hawk, and I thought mm-hmm. oh, maybe maybe you but got. But you knew Chuck would know that. Yeah, I knew Chuck would know that. Okay, so on to the story. But before we do, I would like to give um, some shout outs to our uh, Patreon subscribers, uh, those who are supporting us as patrons. If you would like to support us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs. You can give a little, or you can give a lot, or you can give how much? Just a wee little bit, Timmy. A wee Just a wee bit. little bit. Any, anything helps. Kind we, of uh, like the amount of attention the devil pays during the podcast as she plays Candy Crush. A wee bit. Just a wee little bit of attention yeah. she pays. But let me give uh, some quick shout-outs to our supporters. because yeah, I might miss some little gem that falls out of your face. Well, I'm, t- I'm just saying it's like the popcorn thing. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it professionally, <laughs> could you? I mean, do, do you agree with me, Timmy, that I do, although I, you know. Would you like I've to speak some further on this popcorn incident? <laughs> no. <laughs> that did not go over well with our listeners. Um, they were worried about you, Timmy. Yeah, I know. Let me uh, So let me give a shout-out to our supporters, though. Uh, in all seriousness, Alicia and Chip, thank you very much. Cindy Lou, Bridget, Angelo, Andrew Hap, uh, Jennifer Siemens, Charlie, thank you, Charlie, Jahara, Brandy McBride, and Amber McCain Scoville. Thank you all very much for subscribing to Patreon and supporting us. And as we said, if you would like to support us, just go to patreon.com slash historytweaves. Okay, let's get into the story about a haunting in Gary, Indiana. Michael Jackson's hometown. It is Michael Jackson's mm-hmm. hometown. And I tell you, if you've ever been to Gary, More Indiana... More it's Tito Jackson's hometown. Um, <laughs> I can say this. Tito's my favorite. Gary, Indiana is a scary place. <laughs> we got a, The boys in Chicago, we go through Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a just driving by on the highway will scare you. Yeah, but this it makes it even uh, even more frightening. Uh, so let me just kind of give you a brief overview. In November of 2011, a woman named Latoya Amons, not a, no, not Latoya Jackson. He was going to say that uh, Latoya Amons, A M N O N S, uh, and her family moved into a rental house on Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana, which is right outside of Chicago, as the colonel just mentioned. Now, LaToya uh, was a single parent with three children. She, uh, so they were ungrateful. They were two, were the two boys, age eight and nine. 
and her daughter, who is age 12. Now, since this was 2011, 2012, these kids are still minors. So we will not mention their names. But they were two boys, age 8 and 9, and a daughter, age 12. Um, So Latoya and her three children, along with Latoya's mother, Rosa Campbell, moved into this house on Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana. Um, Their new home was a small house located on a quiet street, one with small one-story homes. I mean, it's just a little little place. If you look at it, you see the picture of it. It's just a, just little, a wee place. Yeah, it's just a little house. Uh, not long after the Amon's family moved in, strange things started to happen. Big, back, big, <laughs> what? big black flies suddenly started swarming on their screen, screened-in porch in December. Now, Colonel, you've been in the Chicago area in December. Mm-hmm. It gets rather cold up it gets there. It's cold as hell. Flies don't live through the winter. Yeah, well, they they started seeing a lot <coughs> of flies. From hell, they do. And uh, Rosa Campbell, who was the mother, said she re- she uh, remembers uh, they killed they kept tr- killing them, and more and more would come back every time they killed tr- killed some. More would come back. So they had a fly swatter. They had to raid or whatever. And like you said, this is. Uh, you know, it's cold. It's middle of, uh, uh, you know, it's in... Didn't that happen in Amityville Horror? I think there was uh, that in Amityville Horror as well. Or it was at least in the movie, um, there were flies. So maybe that's a, I don't know, maybe that's a thing. Um, but anyway, uh, LaToya was concerned, and she told her mom she didn't think this was normal. Uh, and then other strange things started to happen. One night after midnight, uh, Rosa and Latoya said that they were, they would he- they were hearing uh, steady clumps of footsteps climbing the basement stairs, and the creak of the door opening between the basement and the kitchen. Uh, but when they looked, no one was there. Um, even after they locked the door, uh, the noise continued. The stair, you know, the creaking of the staircases or whatever. Um, uh, Rosa Campbell, the, uh, the grandmother, she awoke one night and saw a shadowy figure of a man pacing in her living room. Now that one, enough to... Did she see the man or just a shadow? Uh, just a figure of a man. I don't think she couldn't make him out. Hmm. Um, so... That's peculiar. Yeah, she got out of bed to investigate and found large wet boot prints on the living room's floor. Uh, yeah. And uh, there were no one had been in or out, but they had wet boot prints on the floor, living room floor. Well, you know, poltergeists are not known for the, for the manners, Timmy. Yeah, they're kind of rude. Mm-hmm. They heard dar- dogs barking in the house viciously, despite the fact the family didn't own any pets. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little unnerving. That would be a I'm little disturbing. You, man, like Eddie Murphy, too bad we can't stay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, On March the 10th, 2012, Rosa Campbell's, um, their unease turned to fear. And when about at 2 a.m., when normally the family would have been asleep, they hadn't been awake because they had a death in the family. So they were up in, you know, they were awake in the house with a group of friends. It was 2 a.m. and, you know. 
people were visiting. Suddenly, one of the children uh, who was in Grandma's room, Rosa Campbell's bedroom, started screaming, Mama, Mama. So everyone ran to the, the Rosa's bedroom where there, the 12-year-old girl, daughter of LaToya, uh, was levitating above the bed unconscious. Now, there, that shit. there was several people besides LaToya and Rosa there because they had family members there. And according to their accounts of the events, uh, the young girl uh, was levitating above the bed, unconscious, uh, and the family just started praying because they didn't know what else to do. They couldn't pull her down. Um, she, they tried to tug on her to pull her down, but she yes. wouldn't move. Uh, eventually, though, the granddaughter descended to the bed, and the girl woke up with no memory of what happened. Now, see, that would have been my last fucking minute in the house. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? What I'm saying. There's got to be a shelter this or something, like, and, you know. This is, a, this is like one of the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. You find, like, five people dead, but, well, yeah. it could be. Yeah, we're going to stick it out. We're going to, yeah, yeah, we're going to tough it out. Uh, ain't afraid of no ghost. So, um. I am. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Campbell and uh, LaToya, Rosa and LaToya, grandmother and daughter, stayed, and the kids stayed, but the people who were visiting left right away. <laughs> they, oh, fuck. And they refused to return. So Brandy's going to tell us what happens next. So Campbell says she remembers telling her daughter, I assume LaToya Jackson. <laughs> LaToya Amons. But whatever. Yeah. Um that we need to get help and we need to talk to somebody who knows how to deal with it. Well, that's always good advice. So, But they said they didn't know exactly what it was, but they believed it was something supernatural. I think if you see a child levitating, that that's a good bet. Yeah. That it's something I mean, who supernatural. Do you, I mean, seriously, who do you fucking call? A priest. A you young priest. Ghostbusters. You call an old priest. You do call Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. But yeah. then, if this is happening in real life. Who are you going to call? No, I'm serious. I mean, no, I'm serious. You call an old priest and a young priest and hope the fuckers get there. I mean, I would start with nine one one first. I don't know. I mean, I know <laughs> it's it's going it's kind of going through the motions, and you know it's yeah. trying, you know it's going through it's you know. It might the fact that some of those people just hang up on you because they don't feel like talking that day. Yeah. Well, well, especially if, especially if you call and tell them your daughter's levitating. Yeah, you know, I, you know I don't have the time problem for that. with that is if the police show up and somebody's levitating, do you automatically think demonic possession and shoot them? They yeah, tase them first. <laughs> tase them, Clearly. yeah, yeah, and if, and then they wiggle in the air and it. it, it it's yeah, it's weird. It, it, the weird thing about this story is... The one weird thing? That, there's a lot of weird things about this story, is that these reports were... I mean, it's not just some, you know, c- bunch of crazies yeah. reporting this. The police the, the police yeah. come out, the police see these things, social workers see these things, nurses, doctors see these things going on, and, no, you know, they just reported out in the, in the police reports and the social worker reports... What they observe, there's no, you know, they don't know how to explain it. So, well, so they call the church, they call the local churches, but that's th- a good start. Well, most of them refuse to listen, well, which no. is not the very Christian thing to do. Had they called the church, the first church of Latter Day Colonel, we would have sent our demon squad out there. Yeah, and emptied out. It's it, like a. It really doesn't seem like the Christian thing it, to do. It's like the. Uh, it's like, you know, when you got bed bugs or whatnot. Yeah. You call the exterminator. Yeah. 
So we you are come out exterminate. So you come out there. You just like Bill Murray. You come mm-hmm. out there with your uh, uh, with our hazmat suits, hazmat suits, and, mm-hmm. and take care of our crucifixes, some any, holy water. Uh, all right, some Latin words. We got a Latin dictionary. Yeah. We don't really know many biblical things, but we do right. say a lot of Latin words. Uh, okay, well that's pig, important. Pig Latin doesn't count. <laughs> So, Dude, I had to talk, I had to learn some Latin for law school, and you it was awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think my English is bad, you'll hear my Latin. <laughs> <laughs> we pro- we wouldn't know the difference in that. <laughs> Probably not. I was saying, okay, so officials at one church heard Campbell and Am- Ammons talk about the house, and you know they finally said, okay, yeah, it sounds like it has spirits in it. So they recommended, and I enjoy this. They recommended they the family clean the home with bleach and ammonia. Now, well, you can't go wrong. I mean, that will take care of almost anything. Bleach and ammonia, including anything living. Yeah, the kids. House. Yeah, <laughs> kids, the cat. Yeah. yeah. Did they tell them? They said bleach and ammonia. Bleach and ammonia. You start there. That's okay. it's like it's level one. I wonder if they know that mix. That's a level one uh, possession. Possession. Deterrent. Yeah. yeah. Okay, for our listeners, just for and safety's sure keep sake, keep the windows closed. If you think you got <laughs> demons or whatnot or anything, don't use bleach and ammonia at the same time. Well, and then it they creates need... a toxic combination of fumes that will kill you. I like. Yeah, yeah I noticed that one time. I was trying. <laughs> I like to believe most of our people would know that. Yeah, well, not the. I like to believe that most of them would know <laughs> uh-huh. that. Yeah. All right. I tried that combination before. <laughs> I'm not there you surprised. Go. When, when I first moved into an apartment, not when even I was, surprised. When I was like 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not. I, I Did yeah. you pass out. No, but I got. I thought I was going to get sick. I had to leave the apartment for a while because <laughs> I was trying to clean it. You know how bathtubs get a stain on it; it's really hard mm-hmm. to get out. So I thought, oh, this will, this will, this will do it. This will get it. This will get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just light a match too? And throw yeah. well, and then they're supposed to use oil to draw crosses on every door and window. I guess it's a threshold thing. See, you know what? Yeah, but and I think that's probably what it is. But here's my thing: I think what the church is telling them to do. Is bullshit. They're human. Oh yeah, they watch. Think, they yeah. watch the. They watch The Shining or something. Yeah, I think that they're talking because then let's see. So they tell them um, to. So the church's suggestion, Latoya pour, pours olive oil on all three of her children's hands and feet, and then smears oil in the shape of crosses on their forehead. Now, for olive real, oil. Yeah, like run of the mill Kroger. Olive oil. Speaking Can of olive oil, oil, I don't like Shelly Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell did Popeye and Bluto fight over her? I mean, she she, she had hardly any breath she was, at all. But she was the she, only one there. Well, no, you know what? I believe who was the guy I always wanted to? I want to know I, who, I wanted to know the paternity of Sweet Pea. Now, there's something going yeah, on. Yeah, I think Sweet Pea was Brutus's. Sweet Pea was Brutus's. Well, I think so. Sweet Pea was a little bastard. Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, that, I clearly was, that set uh, a I think he was Brutus's. moral tone. Yeah, she's for, your olive oil's out giving away to the neighborhood. Yeah, everyone I mean, in the neighborhood. You got, you got Fred Barney, Fred Flintstone, uh-huh. Pebbles, but he got, they married. Yeah, you know, yeah. You got yes, Barney. There's Pebble, a whole there's a Betty long Rebel. line of people that have kids yeah. that are married. They're married. It's Bam, fucking amazing. Bam, but Bam, olive oil. Bam, what is what's the kid's name? Sweet Pea. Yeah, no, no, no. Fr- uh, Bam, Bam. Bam, 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 Bam. All right, so Sweet Pea, though, is out here on her own. She's a little, mm-hmm. you know, illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. Was Sweet Pea a girl? 
I think so. Yeah. Either that or it's a no, really it's feminine nickname. I'm telling you what right now, though. I hate Shelley Duvall. I hate her. She's the one who played Olive Oil in the movie yeah. with Robin Williams. And she was in The Shining, and she was an ignorant twat in that. And then I saw her in something else. We can't give her props for being awful. in The Shining, though. I mean, that, that's a classic. She was stupid in that Shining. She was yeah. so dumb. Why I hated Shelley her. Why did Shelley Duvall so bad? Because I hate... You know how my grandma hates Sissy Spacek? For, I because, thought she hated Loretta Lynn. Well, she does. It's a whole long line of crazy because she hates Loretta Lynn. Right. Because she knew Loretta Lynn's family, and Loretta Lynn's family was never poor. Like, she didn't have to wear a potato sack to school, blah, blah, blah. Okay. She hates Sissy Spacek for portraying Loretta Lynn in Coal Miner's Daughter. Okay. She also hates the lady from Field of Dreams because she looks like Sissy Spacek, <laughs> who played Loretta Lynn. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, it, I, it makes sense to me. Yeah, and I can't think of the lady's name that was in Field of Dreams, but, yeah, she hates her, too. Renee Rousseau? No, negative. Okay, no. but anyway, okay. So anyway, back back to uh, uh, sh- uh, back to Sweepy. Well, she did. Yeah, back to Sweepy. But that's Brutus's baby. I don't think See, it's Brutus. I don't think, I think it's, it's Brutus. It'd be bigger, Amina, if it was Brutus. I think it's Brutus's. It's not Wimpy's. Well, they, he didn't give a shit. You well, know, Wimpy might have might have slipped one in. Oh yeah, Wimpy, Wimpy didn't slip nothing in anywhere. You know, you know, Wimpy was in debt and getting ready to get his ass whooped by debt. Hey, here's my theory on Wimpy. I, I think he was impotent because <laughs> he, his cholesterol had to be empty. really high, mm-hmm. and you know that affects your blood flow. And why do you think his cholesterol was Because he ate all his hamburgers. No, but sometimes he wouldn't get them. He was always wanting them on credit. Well, he got a lot of hamburgers. He was a round low guy. He was a round low guy. You know why Popeye's pecker never got rusty? Oh, it's olive oil. Because he dipped it in olive oil. Well, he had to, you know, he he ate that spinach. That was his Viagra, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he'd get harder. He could cut diamonds with that thing yeah. once he okay. ate some spinach. Okay. Back so to anyway, the story. so this church just sounds like that they were just making, you know, okay. Well, you know, since you're crazy, dip the kids in olive oil. And, and for our listeners, if you're going to try this, you got to use the extra, extra virgin olive oil. That's right. The, the Mary. The Mary virgin. Well, Say Mary virgin, virgin, virgin yeah. olive oil. I mean, you know, who do you, how, how would you know what to tell someone? Well, Amy Madigan? First of all, yes, a, yes, okay. Amy Madigan. From Filter Dreams. Okay. Yes. So anyway, so, so she... They, so they did all this stuff, and evidently nothing changed, so they... They told the Indianapolis Star that they reached out to two clairvoyants who said that the family's home was besieged by more than 200 demons. Holy Christ. See, clairvoyants are always going to find demons. You know well, what I mean? They That's will. a job. Yeah. I mean, like are, have always. you ever called in a parapsychologist and they say, oh, no, everything's fine here. No demons no, here. You know what? And sometimes I'll have a parapsychologist come in. And then I'll have people from the church come in, clean out the demons, uh, and then call another uh, parapsychologist just to see if they're lying to well, me. Well, it's like taking your it's like taking your car to the garage. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, you know what? There's like two parapsychologists. I, I left one star on Yelp for both. Oh, of really? Them. Yeah. Okay. All right, Brandy, back to the story because this is a cool story. Okay. I won't interrupt you anymore. That's a lie. Yeah. So, so they're they're being besieged by more than two hundred demons. Yeah, they're getting advice from all quarters. Yeah. So, so they have Miss Cleo over at the house. So their explanation made sense to them, made sense to Campbell and Emmons, uh, because it meshed with their Christian faith. Uh, so clearly the best thing that they can do is move. That's what the clairvoyants told her. 
Uh, but moving was not an option because they were already very strapped. You know, single mother. Yeah, they just didn't have, they didn't have the financial uh, ability to just to, just to move. Instead, I get a goddamn temp before I go back to that place. Well, instead, yeah, I, I would look <clears throat> at all my other options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ammon said she took the took one of the clairvoyants' advice and she made an altar in the basement. Oh, well, that all. I don't I think you're supposed to do basement. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's where the rape of the virgin takes place. It's, no, it's a what? It's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's an altar. Of, uh, it's a Broncos altar. Oh, okay. I thought I think it was an altar to Chuck. Oh, no, there's one of those in my office. Yeah, of course there the is. The Colonel's altar, right. Right. Colonel Shrine. God. All right, so she makes this altar. She covers. She covers. Um, she takes an end table, covers it with a white sheet, places a candle and a statue of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus on it. And well, she, she's got the big ones there. You got to admit that. Well, mm-hmm. those those are the big three. I oh. would include. I would include Tom Jones just to be safe, <laughs> but like a photo, Tom eight by ten. Yeah, Elvis. Throw yeah. one Elvis yeah. on Tom there. Jones. A velvet Elvis. Yeah, velvet Elvis or velvet uh, dogs playing dogs play poker. poker. And yeah. she opened, she opened a Bible to Psalm ninety-one. Which one is that, Colonel? You you're you're a man of the uh, the cloth. Um, he's he who seeks demons shall find them. That's is that what it let says? demons not no, live in your dipshit. heart. Let demons not live in Are your you heart. Purge the demon. If, if ye find demons in your heart, who is thou the call? <laughs> thou shalt call. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Okay, continue, Brandy. Oh my God, with the, his nonsense, freaking idiot. All right, so Psalm ninety-one. I can't is, believe you don't know this. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That's basically what you're saying. I will saying. say to the Lord, you're he is paraphrasing. My, I will say, do you hear me speaking the good word over here? I mean, right. You will hush. You're getting it wrong. No, I don't think I am. Uh, I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress and my God in whom I trust. So though I walk through nope, the valley of it. the shadow oh, of demons. Is, okay, shut up. Yeah, this is kind of, um, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the de- deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. Okay, but it Billy will not Graham, you ain't got to read the whole goddamn thing to us. It's a big I, just get. Why don't you just get the whole New Testament? I Come on, go, give us go back to the pestilent part. <laughs> pestilence? Yeah. What about it? I, I, I wanted to make sure I had that right. Pestilence? <laughs> yeah. Don't it seem like just blasphemy that the devil's reading the good word? Yeah, it does, Brandy. It's, I'm afraid you're going to catch on fire or something. <laughs> You know, there just be some ashes where you. You guys, your people I don't want, even believe in the Bible. And so I want to make sure that I have this right. You droned on for three, four minutes about Buddy fucking La Rosa and this goddamn boxer hey, who he, nobody he, gives a shit he died. about. He died. I don't some, care that he died. And by I the don't way, care that he came let, to this By the way, way, look at your phone. You got the Bible right there. Uh, Miss Cleo passed away. Recently. I know Miss Cleo. Show yeah. some respect. 
Dionne Warwick's still alive, though, so I'll talk about her. Talk about but Warwick. I'm trying to read something that has actually something to do with this, and you two want to be pecker noses about it. No, I don't. I am on the edge. I will fuck the two of you up. I'm, would you Are you on the edge of glory? You're no, much, I am not on the edge of glory. You're much like Lady Gaga. I'm on the edge of going to jail is what I think is You, you know, happen. you handled this liquid diet pretty good for about three days. Well, you know, and I would be doing better if there wasn't, like, two big stacks. You do not want to go to jail because then they give you... Oh, I know. I've seen you, those big pizzas out there. bullshit. If you go to jail, they give you liquid, liquid bologna. <laughs> Liquid bologna. Oh, yeah. I, I, I never heard that. Yeah, bologna smoothie. You do not want to go to jail. No, you don't. She said, uh, she said she and another person donned white T-shirts and wound white scarves around their heads. I got a question for you, Douglas. Is white, I guess, for purity. I don't want to interrupt the story because this is a good story, but I got a question. It keeps bugging me. Okay, you're drinking these protein shakes all day, right? Okay. You've been doing this for how long? Uh, over a week. Have you lost any weight, do you know? I don't well, know. Why I, I, is we that just, bugging you? We were just mm-hmm. talking about it. Why is that It sure you? looks like it to me. Yeah, it does look like it to me. So why couldn't you just keep drinking the protein shakes? Why would I want to? They're not very filling. They're not uh, very good. Does it seem logical to you? <laughs> She's definitely losing weight. But I'm not eating anything except sugar-free Jello. I'm not eating food. Well, well. I mean, I couldn't do this forever. I'm not saying forever, just till you get to where you want to be. Be forever. <laughs> be forever. <laughs> be forever. All right. Be like three, four weeks. Your horse's Tops. ass. Shut the fuck. All right. So she, her, they're walking around there with these t-shirts and scarves around their head. I guess white for purity. Probably. Also, and yeah, also on the clairvoyance advice, they burn sage and sulfur throughout the house. That was smell. So, ammonia. Oh, yeah, ammonia, sulfur. Yeah, well, they started upstairs and worked their way down. The smoke was so thick they could hardly breathe. Ugh. Uh, Ammons drew a cross with the smoke. The person she was with read Psalm 91 aloud as they moved through the house. And I would have read the whole thing. But I was interrupted. That's a long ass by song rap right fucking there. bastards. No, but it oh, seems like it's right here. It seems like it's on point. That psalm is on point. But uh, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. I'm worried about the pestilence that stalks the darkness myself. Mm-hmm. I think those are mosquitoes. Or yeah, that's why I, I think get, so. a raid probably takes care of those. Yeah. Or, Ammon said, Ammon said, nothing odd happened for three days. So and it worked for a little while. Then the demons got pissed. Then shit at the fans. Then, yeah, motherfuckers. So the family said that demons possessed Ammon's and her children. Then at the time, they were 7, 9, and 12. The kids' eyes bulged, evil smiles crossed their face, and their voice deepened every time it happened. Boy, there's nothing freakier than a kid with a freaky smile. There's nothing scarier than you. Yeah, my kid, my kid does that. It's you weird. know what that reminds me of? My kids. <clears throat> it reminds me. Have you ever seen, have you ever, you've been to them, and I don't know if you ever rented one or not, but, you know, when the kids get into bouncy houses, uh-huh. you ever see the little look they get on their face right before they get in there? I've seen the look <clears throat> on their face right before they get ready to take someone out. That's my point. On there, yeah. I, we... It, it, it's it's like the Lord of the Flies in a bouncy house with it really kids. Is. Yeah, and I see, and this happened to me. Of course, is, it did. Uh, we we 
bed, a place that got a bouncy house and uh Rescored for life that bouncy jump, house. Well you can't well you can't do anything if you're over twenty five because you can't you fall down as soon as you get into some bitch. But Tanner's bouncing up and down. Logan walks over and punches him well, right in mean. the head. Bouncy houses is just like it's like a free license. It's a sovereign state. Yeah, to, that's what can, I said. It's like Lord of the Fries. So you can strike, Logan, you can hit anyone you like in the bouncy house. <laughs> punches him right in the side of the head. Tanner falls like a rock. I get Logan. I'm like, what the hell are you do? What the hell is wrong with you? That Tanner's like, oh, he punched me in the head. He punched me in the head. Did he deserve it? I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, you know what Logan said. What? We're in the bouncy house. Yeah, I mean that's true. It's like there's no rules. Civilized yeah. society. It's yeah, just right out the window. Yeah, it's it's anarchy yeah. in a in a bouncy house. Okay, back. So to it was basically like this place. They lived in a bouncy house. Let's get back to this. Because kids get that evil grin and the eyes bulge. Just what made me think of it. Nothing like a bouncy house, but. Um, but anyway, the the grandmother and the mother both uh, reported that stuff coming from the kids. Yeah, their eyes would bulge, you scream. Yeah. So Latoya, smiles. Latoya and her children um, were possessed and fucked with by these demons. But apparently, Rosa was not. Miss Campbell was not. No, she Miss Campbell ain't putting up. <laughs> she don't tolerate no demon shit now. <laughs> so uh, you, got, you can get on her last nerve. You come over that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't come in my house. <laughs> Nobody comes in my house. Uh, well, let's that's see. shit. Latoya said she felt weak, lightheaded, and warm when she was possessed. <laughs> well, it's from the ammonia and bleach. Probably. Probably. Her body shook, and she said she felt out of control. You can tell it's something different, something supernatural. The youngest boy, then seven, sat in a closet talking to a boy that no one else could see. Too bad we can't stay. The other boy was describing what it felt like to be killed. <laughs> sure. Uh, Campbell said the seven-year-old once flew out of the bathroom as if he'd been thrown, and a headboard once smacked into Ammons's daughter, causing a wound that needed stitches. See, when shit starts flying, you especially your kids. See, this, this is what, because well, I have seen. It's time, it's time to call your aunt or your well, uncle and say, hey, we're, 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 we're staying But no, tonight. when you got three kids that age, there's all kinds of shit that happens that nobody did. Yeah. You know, because I've seen seen Taylor come tumbling down the steps. And when I said, who the hell pushed Taylor down the steps? Ain't nobody did it. And I'm I'm with you uh, (laughs) up to this point. But we'll get more into this and that. When people, that's okay when it's just a family around. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when, like, the nurse and the social workers yeah. in the room and the kid takes. <laughs> the first time I get hit by one of my kids. Yeah. And I'm flying through the air. <laughs> it's, a, it's an issue. Well, do you catch them? You break your fall or do you just slam, slam into the wall? I kind of think I get out of the way. I don't want them hurting me. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, just let them know. go. Try to open a window if you can. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Uh, the 12-year-old would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held down so she couldn't speak or move. Yeah. She said she heard a voice say she'd never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. Some nights were so bad the family slept at a hotel. Well, I... Okay. Like every <laughs> fucking night. Right. Yeah. I'd sleep in a I, damn dumpster before I... Maybe, you, have Hotel Six, Motel Six. Keep <laughs> yeah. that fucking light on. Well, Hotel <laughs> California, whatever. Yeah. All right. You check in anytime you like. Never leave. The, I'm okay. Bates Motel. I'd right. stay there and before. We're good. I'd say, yeah. yeah. 
And we're good. So finally, in desperation, uh, they went to their family physician, Dr. Jeffrey. Yeah, that name's hard to pronounce. On, yeah, whatever. It's Dr. Dr. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Like Dr. Phil, but different. I, I should Dr. mention. Jeffrey. I should mention a lot of the reference, the material we're referencing uh, these, this story on, appeared in the Indianapolis Star, which is a mainstream newspaper in Indianapolis. So I just don't want people to think this is something we found on Reddit or something like this. This story was in well, we in, get most of our stories Indianapolis Star and USA Today. So I mean, this is you know. Those liberal rags. They're, I mean, they're legit. They're legit newspapers. <laughs> national Enquirer. Conti- continue. Right. Yeah, not, no, not the National Enquirer or, you know, so, Ghost Daily or whatever. So anyway, we, they, go, they go to see Dr. Jeffrey on April 19th, 2012. Um, she told the doctor what they were going through, hoping that he might understand. Dr. Jeffrey told the the Indianapolis Star that the story was bizarre. You think? 20 years and I've never heard anything like that in my life, he said. I was scared myself when I walked into the room. He said he would not speak in more detail unless Ammons had psychiatric clearance for the waiver of confidentiality she'd signed. In his medical notes about the visit, Jeffrey wrote that she there were delusions of ghosts in the home and hallucinations. He also wrote well his he wrote down that they had a history of ghosts at the home and they were delusional. <laughs> Bad shit crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the medical term. <laughs> yeah. For that. So what Ammons and Campbell say happened next also was detailed in the Department of Children's Services report of a social worker's interviews with the medical staff. Yeah, okay, so... So, here we go. Social workers involved. Well, so here we go. Children's services are involved. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I guess. So, while the children were waiting to be seen by the doctor, chaos erupted in the examination room. (laughs) Get this, Jack. Campbell said Ammons' son cursed Dr. Jeffrey in demonic voices and was just evidently going batshit crazy. Medical staff said the youngest boy was lifted and thrown into the wall with nobody touching him. This is according to the DCS report. The boy abruptly passed out and wouldn't come to. Uh, Campbell Campbell uh, created one boy in her arms and Ammons held the other one. Someone from the doctor's office called 911 because, you know, what the fuck do they know? Yeah. But, well, well, let's get the fire department here. They're experienced. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people start flying in your waiting room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's you, see. You call seems like at least I said you start with 911. <laughs> disorderly <laughs> conduct, if nothing else. <laughs> so seven or eight police officers showed up, and then a bunch of ambulances came. So, you know, because nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Well, they couldn't restrain these kids. These um, kids were they couldn't, nobody could figure out exactly what was happening, he recalled. Police and emergency personnel took the boys to Methodist Hospital's campus in Gary. Ammons, Ammons said the hospital personnel laughed at her desire to anoint her sons in olive oil. So what do they fucking care? Just go, whatever. Well, I mean, you know, they're thinking, okay, this lady's away. But who the fuck doesn't matter? Go in, as long as you're not setting them on fire. Right. I agree. Go. Uh, so, and I guess they wouldn't let her talk to them. Uh, the boys woke up in the hospital. The older boy, then nine, acted rationally. But the youngest boy screamed and thrashed, and it took about five men to hold him down. Meanwhile, back at the Batcave, 
someone called DCS and asked the agency to investigate Ammons for possible child abuse or neglect. The, po- the caller speculated that Ammons might have a mental illness. Seriously. Yeah, well, they thought that she was... drove her crazy. They <laughs> thought that she was suggesting these behaviors to the children. Yeah, so they just, you know... But they called Department of Children's Services. They called DCS. They speculated she might have a mental illness. Um, they suggested that the children might be performing for Ammons, and she was encouraging their behavior. So the family case manager from DCS, her name was Valerie Washington... And she was asked to handle the initial investigation. Uh, she gave the following account to police and in her intake officer's report. And that report is, I read it. It's available online. They, they redact the children's name, obviously, right. because they're minors. But from the Sunshine Act? It's but they, but yeah, it is available online. And you read all the crazy shit that happened there. It's, um, it's weird. Hospital personnel examined Ann, Ammons and her children. They found them all to be healthy and free of marks or bruises. Uh, a hospital psychiatrist evaluated Ammons and determined that she was of sound mind. The social worker, Valerie, then examined the family in the hospital. While she spoke while she spoke with Aunt Latoya, the seven-year-old boy started growling with his teeth showing, <laughs> and his, eye rolled, his eyes rolled back in his head. Maybe that's the dog growling there. No, no, earlier. no. Get this. The seven-year-old starts growling, and his eyes roll back in his head. You're sitting there trying to conduct an interview. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, you do throw him a tree. Down. Down. Oh, it gets better. Him on the nose. It gets better. It gets better. The boy then locked his hands around his older brother's throat and refused to let go until adults pried his hands open. It's kung fu grip. Yeah. yeah. You can have my brother when you pry him from For my, my cold, cold dead, dead hands. Kung Fu grip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Later that evening, the social, uh, the social worker, and registered nurse Willie Lee Walker, brought the two boys into a small exam room for interviews. This is great. <laughs> uh, Rosa Campbell came in, so Grandma came in to join them. So there's Grandma, Latoya, the kids, the social worker, and the nurse. Yeah. Okay. What happens next? Well, because that stuff doesn't happen. It's always you know. The priest comes in, there's nothing going on. Oh, I feel demonic possession. Yeah. You know, but none of that shit ever happens. It's like when you take it's like when you take your car to the garage. It's making this pinging mm-hmm. sound, and yeah. then the fucking mechanic drives it. I don't hear anything. Yeah. yeah. But this this case, you've yeah. got a social worker there, you've got a nurse there. So there's a congregation. Yeah, a lot of people are there. Yeah. So the seven-year-old stared in his brother's eyes and began to growl again. It's time to die, the boy said in a deep, unnatural voice. I will kill you. Super sweet. While the youngest boy spoke, the older brother started headbutting Campbell in the stomach. <laughs> Campbell grabbed her grandson's hands and started praying. What happened next would rattle the witnesses, and to some it would offer not only evidence, but proof of paranormal activity. Are you ready? Picture this. Picture this. Yes. Okay. Picture Sicily. <laughs> it's 1927. Now, I've been out of this fucking room when this shit happened. I've been out of this room a long time ago. <laughs> okay, what happens, Randy? It's time to die, the boy said in a deep, unnatural voice, and I'm going to kill you. According to the social worker's original DCS report, an account corroborated by Walker, the nurse, the nine-year-old had a weird grin and walked backwards up a wall to the ceiling. <laughs> That. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> How quickly would you have been out of the room? This kid starts walking backwards up the wall and across the ceiling. That some bitch had been in that room by himself. 
He then flipped over Campbell, landing on his feet like a fucking Romanian gymnast, and never let go of his grandmother's hand. That's where parkour started. I, mean, yeah. I wonder how he held his grandmother's hand the whole time he was walking up backwards up the wall across the ceiling. Uh, let's see. Later, police... That's, that's not an easy trick, man. Well, he walked up the wall, flipped over her, and stood there. There was no way he could have. So he just Not even fucking coming. He stuck the stuck landing. <laughs> yeah. You got to give him a 10, you know? You give so him he did a Dracula move. Yeah. He just walked he just, up the yeah. wall. Backwards. The ceiling. Walk up the wall what? backwards. Backwards seems to be what he's stuck on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really because true. that is a much bigger <laughs> feat than just walking well, up I the mean, wall. Well, I mean, walking up the wall would be impressive. <laughs> but fucking walking up the wall backwards. Just, and you can't walk walking across the ceiling. Walking across the ceiling. You know, gravity takes hold at some point. You know, I wonder if it's like those cartoons. He he flipped over when he realized he was walking well, maybe. the ceiling. Uh, I don't know. but Later, police asked the social worker whether the boy had run up the wall as though performing an acrobatic trick. Nip, Washington told him as she was running away. (laughs) And this is in the, uh, again, this is in the social worker's report. Leaving a trail of feces behind her. She said the boy glided backwards on the floor, wall and ceiling. So he was like doing the moonwalk there. She told police she was scared when it happened and ran out of the room. As for Walker... Washington said he ran out of the room with me. Uh, the nurse, he was like, yeah, I'm out of here. Get the fuck up out of here. Uh, we didn't know what the fuck was going on. She told, They told the star, it was crazy. I was like, everybody got to go. <laughs> According to Washington's report, they told the, doc, they told know, the these, doctor. These, this family would be fun to have over for dinner. You know? No, dude. Be play a little cornhole. Play a little cornhole. <laughs> People yeah. get choked. It would be yeah. bad. They start doing that Michael Jackson move walk, man. <laughs> up the ceiling, up the wall. No, no, no. you got to leave scuff marks on my wall. Get off my wall. How many right. times I got to take? Get off the wall. I mean, at some but, point, you don't even care about explanations. You know, but, you're just like, I want this shit over with. You can get the cobwebs. But when they come over, do you play Lionel Richie's Dancing on the Ceiling? <laughs> That's right. As no. dinner music? Excellent. All right, so... So they tell this other doctor what happened, and the doctor didn't believe him. And he asked the boy to walk up the wall again. We'll do it fucking again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's so smart. Do well, it. Yeah. You know, being a doctor, he wants to see it repeated. Let's see it. Scientific sure. method to uh, see it. it's repeated. The little boy told the doctor, he, well, Walker told the doctor he doubted the boy could repeat the feat. The kid was not himself when he did that. Uh, the boy said he couldn't remember what happened and couldn't do it again, according to Washington's report. Walker said he thought the boy's behavior had some demonic spirit to it, but was also the result of a mental illness. It's one or the other, dude. I, well, you know, I, I'm telling you what. You can be, you can be nuts as all get out, but you can't walk up a ball backwards. <laughs> At some point, though, the walking up the wall is going to make you nuts. <laughs> right. um, a police report quoted Washington saying she believed that there could be a... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Evil influence affecting the family. Ammon said she spent the night at the hospital with her seven-year-old son while Campbell took Ammons's daughter and older son to her relative's home in Gary. The next day was Ammons's youngest son, son's eighth birthday. Ammons said DCS officials asked Campbell to bring the older children back to the hospital, presumably to talk more about what happened. The family celebrated the boy's birthday by singing and eating a miniature cake. Then Ammon said Washington told them the children wouldn't be going home. DCS took the emergency step of taking custody of the children without a court order. That's some bullshit. Well, but you know, they thought that they were... They're walking up walls. Yeah, they're walking up walls and shit. I mean, she can't... She's not making them do that. Well... She keeps taking them back to the house. And look... That's her head. Their heads is going to spin, and then and, and <laughs> one of them's choking the other one, saying it's time to die, yeah. and they're growling, and they're, they're <laughs> yeah. walking up the yeah. wall, gliding across the ceiling. Pissing in the corners. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they probably need a different environment at well, that point. Not, not to say that she was the problem, but, you know. It don't help to switch it up a little bit. But that's what I don't get, is that when they was acting fools at the hospital, they got the special kinds of demons. They got the demons to go. Yeah. See, most demons just stick with the house. Well, they but these were traveling demons. Yeah. They want to get out some. They stuck. It's a nice day. Um, <laughs> they, they never take them anywhere. <laughs> so as a result, you know, the kids are crying. They didn't want to be separated. Um, the Reverend Michael Ma- Maginot. Yeah. This was, guy, I saw him interviewed. He he is, uh, he, well, go on. He was leading a Bible study in his living room on the morning of April 20th, 2012, when he received excuse me, a call from a hospital chaplain. Maginot had been a priest at St. Stephen, St. Stephen Martyr Parish in Merrillville for more than 10 years, but had never received a request like this. Merrillville is not far from Gary, Indiana. Well, it's Mer- Merrillville. Merrillville. Yeah, okay. I didn't figure as much. I didn't think it was across the state, so he just called in because he was going to come up. Come over. The chaplain asked him to perform an exorcism on Ammons's nine-year-old son. So, Maginot said that he'd interview the family after Sunday Mass a few days later. Uh, the first step, Maginot said, was really And you could hear, when he, the, when he came over, you could hear the mom screaming, Get off the ceiling! Come down <laughs> yeah. here and meet this right. Get your ass <laughs> off the ceiling! Get your... <laughs> How many times are you going to tell you? Room, trying to get Because you got the grandma in the house, too, right? You got the daughter levitating in yeah. the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. You got the son walking across, by a moon this, walking across the ceiling. That's why we can't have anything nice in this house, because you know... <laughs> 
He's not always flipping off and landing on his feet. Sometimes he landing on the coffee table. Sometimes he's breaking the TV, breaking up furniture and shit. So the first step was ruling out natural causes for what Ammons and her family said that they were experiencing. So he goes over to the house on April 22nd, 2012, two days after they call him. For two hours, LaToya and Mama sit there and give him all the lowdown on it. Then, uh, Campbell interrupted the interview to point out a flickering bathroom light because, you know... That's what happened. That's what... That's what it, automatically, that's what it means if you have a flickering mm-hmm. light. Oh, yeah, or you got a short. Well, uh, the flickering stopped each time Magina went over to investigate it. The interview was interrupted again when Campbell pointed out Venetian blinds in the kitchen swinging even though there was no air current. Magino said he also saw wet footprints through the living room. Again? Yeah, man. Whoever, they, it, it, they never wiped their feet, those fucking yeah. demons. But the little kid didn't even know what footprints on the <laughs> no. ceiling. Ammons complained about having a headache. Magino said she convulsed when he placed a crucifix against her head. Oh, much oh. like your dad. Yeah, much even. like you would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> after, four, after a four-hour interview, Magino said he was convinced that the family was being tormented by demons. He said he also believed there were ghosts in the house. Well, you know, if you have to, if you believe one, I think you have to believe the other. Well, so I guess the no, demon, the, the ghosts could be just ghosts. Yeah, they should be like they may be just like watching TV, yeah. some popcorn or something. Not all causing I'm saying any is, old. if you believe that they're one, then you have to believe there's the other. You can have demons without ghosts or ghosts without I don't demons. Think you can. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying he... Uh, I understand that you're now a demonic expert, oh, Charles. Okay, here's what you got to no, understand about demons and ghosts. I don't understand shit about nothing. All, you know what I understand is that I want to get the fuck home, all, and you running your pie hole is impeding that progress. Yeah, let's, let's let her all ghosts, yeah, so All up. ghosts and demons are ghosts, but not all ghosts are demons. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. I don't care. Okay, continue, Brandy, with the continue. story. Here's the bigger picture. Yeah. Sure. Demons are bad ghosts. I don't care about that either. Just because you learned it on Poltergeist. All right, so he blessed the house before he left, praying and reading from the Bible, sprinkling holy water in each room. He told Ammons and Campbell to leave because it wasn't safe. Duh. They temporarily moved in with a relative. Seriously, why didn't they do that before? That's fucking ridiculous. Well, if you're the relative, do you really want the kid over there? I don't want those little demons. See them walking mother. Yeah, but she doesn't have them. She doesn't have them now. So oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They're that's walking right. on the ceiling. Well, that may be, maybe that's why they can stay with the relative yeah. thing, because they don't have the kids yeah. climbing, walking across the ceiling. You know what? Maybe the kids were just assholes, because now no. all of a sudden she got places to stay. Maybe it's like, no, you get rid of those kids, you can hang with me, no. but you ain't bringing those little kids over to my house. No. Well, I'm sure they were good kids. Less than a they week. They were choking each other and growling it like dogs. It was the demon. It was the demon. Demon seed. Continue. Less than a week later, the two women went back to went back to Carolina Street to let Washington, the DCF family case manager, check the, on the condition of the house. Valerie Washington asked a Lake County uh, police officer to come with her. <laughs> She's not fucking going in there. Like that, please ask for it. Two other officers, each. Uh, each from Gary and Hammond Police Departments asked to join them out of professional courtesy. <laughs> and you know these cops are rolling their eyes, right? They're um, like, you're kidding me. I have to go to this house and no one's in. Ammons, uh, you know, Loomis Latoya said, fuck no, I'm not going in there. I'm going to hang out here. <laughs> I'm going to stay in the back. Yeah. But Rosa said, all right, I'll go in with you guys. 
And hey, Rosa's bad. She Rosa ain't scared no Now, Rosa was grandma, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grandma ain't afraid of shit. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. She don't have time for Be this gone, mess, demon. This business. Get behind the demon, because yeah. I got shit to do. I got shit to do. <laughs> the main floor had three bedrooms, a living room, one bathroom, hardwood floors, and a small open-style kitchen. The door in the kitchen led to a basement with concrete floors. Directly under the stairs was a dirt floor. The concrete around it was jagged as though it had been broken. The makeshift altar Ammons had created was still in place, along with the rings of salt she'd poured against the basement walls to dissuade the demons, according to Hammond Police Department report. Also dissuades ants. Yeah. Campbell told officers that demons seemed to emanate from beneath the stairs. Austin, the Gary police captain, uh, was one of these officers. He later told the star he believed in ghosts and the supernatural, but said he didn't believe in demons. The fuck? If you, yeah, no, I don't believe it. I believe in all this other shit. Yeah. Yeah. But now demons is going too far. I believe in I believe in uh, the Father and the Son, but not the Holy Ghost. No, that's crazy that's nonsense. Yeah. That's where you cross the line. Um, Austin said he changed his mind after visiting the Carolina Street home. Well, he's open-minded anyway. During the interview with Campbell, one of the officers' radio... One of the officer's audio recorders malfunctioned, uh, according to the police reports. The power light flashed to indicate the batteries were dying, even though the officer placed fresh batteries in the recorder earlier in the day. Another officer recorded audio, and when he played it back later, he heard an unknown voice whisper, Hey! (laughs) Hey, guy! (laughs) According to the police records. The officer also took photos of the house. In one photo of the basement, there's a cloudy white image to appear in the upper right-hand corner. When an officer enlarged the photo, that cloud appeared to resemble a face. That is a uh, photo is available online. Does uh, it resemble a face? It, it kind of, it, it's a shadowy, it's a white figure, but it's kind of, you can't hardly make it out. And then I've read where they've tried to debunk it. There's yeah. places tried to debunk it saying it was, you know, it was lighting or something. But this came from a policeman. I mean, it wasn't right. from, like... You know, someone online just created it. Uh, The enlargement also revealed a second green image that police say looked like a female. Austin said photos he snapped with his iPhone also seemed to have strange silhouettes in them. I'll post a photo on our page so people can see it. The radio in his police issue Ford malfunctioned on the way home. Later, Austin said that the garage at his Gary, Indiana home refused to open even though the power was on everywhere else. Austin said the driver's seat in his personal 2005 Infinity also started moving back and forward on its own. He said he had the car checked at the dealership, and the mechanic told him the motor on the driver's seat was broken, which the mechanic said could have caused a distraction leading to an accident. Oh, it's John Lennon camp house. Austin said he found himself starting to believe Ammon's claim of paranormal activity, but the mental health professionals evaluating, evaluating Ammons and her children remained skeptical. In April 2012, DCS petitioned Lake Juvenile Court for temporary wardship of the three children, and the request was granted. DCS found that Ammons neglected her children's education by not having them in school regularly. Well, Jesus Christ, the kids are walking across the ceiling. Mm-hmm. It's uh, hard to get, you know, it's hard to get them in, in the class. Right. The agency made the same founding in 2009, as records show. Ammons told Washington there were times she couldn't send her kids to school because the spirits would make them sick and they would be up all night without sleep. 
Uh, DCS temporarily changed, placed her daughter and older son at St. Joseph's Carmelite, Car- Carmelite Home in East Chicago. Ammons' youngest son went to Christian Haven in Wheatfield for a psychiatric evaluation. Hey, Brady, I'll just show you the photo that the policeman took of the... F- oh, there's a guy there. Yeah, it looks like a... Yeah, I don't like yet. that. It's like a skeleton. Clinical me. psychologist Stacy Wright, who evaluated Ammons' youngest son, said the boy tended to act possessed when he was challenged, redirected, or asked questions he didn't want to answer. In her evaluation, Wright wrote that he seemed coherent and logical, except when he talked about demons. It was then that the eight-year-old's stories became bizarre, fragmented, and illogical. His stories changed each time he told them. He also changed the subject, quizzing Wright on math problems and asking her about outer space. Can you die if you go to space, he said. How do you get to space? Do you have to wear a helmet and a suit? Sounds like my entire ride home like yesterday. <laughs> no, in the car. Well, those are good questions, though. Inquisitive. Uh, Wright believed the eight-year-old did not suffer from a true psychotic disorder. This appears to be an unfortunate and sad case of a child who's been in- induced into a delusional system perpetrated perpetuated by his mother and potentially reinforced by other relatives. She wrote that in her psychological event. Yeah, they're looking for a logical explanation. <laughs> because it could be, I mean, <clears throat> you know, devil, yourself. How many times your mama said to you, girl, what wrong, what's wrong with you? You're possessed by a demon or something? My mother never said that to me. I'm sure she did. But and a choke Casey or <laughs> yeah, you know you choke Casey. Yeah, yeah, you made Casey get. Did you ever walk across like the ceiling? No. Mm. Can you That's walk across the ceiling for us right now? <clears throat> I could dance on the ceiling. Uh, Ammons' daughter told Schwartz that she saw shadowy figures in the Carolina Street home. She also said twice she went into trances. Ammons' older son told Schwartz that doors would slam and stuff started moving around. Uh, LaToya Jackson was also examined several times by a psychologist. <laughs> LaToya Ammons, not Jackson. <laughs> whatever. Who said that she was guarded, but did not seem to be experiencing symptoms of psychosis or thought disorder. Yeah, so they checked her. They checked her. You know, she was evaluated and... One psychologist... Wasn't... She wasn't crazy. She wasn't crazy. Right? One psychologist recommended Ammons be assessed to determine whether her... Religiosity yeah. may be masking underlying underlying delusional ideations or perceptual disturbance. They just wrote a bunch of big words. No, you know, I really, you know, no, it's a it went, you know, I worked in mental health, really rigidosity. All big words, and a lot of people have that. I mean, a lot of people deal with that if they have any type of when they have any type of mental illness. If they've ever if they've come up in a religious background or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, they focus on, right. you know, oh, good was, and evil and yeah. all that. I thought it was a website that helped you find a church at the lowest price, like Travelocity. Nice. Yeah. Maybe. Religious Get a hotel, too. It's thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. That's what she needed to get was a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Right. LaToya and all demons. three of her children uh, continued to his, insist that they were possessed. DCS, because they're givers, set goals for the family. Well... One of them stipulated that the children not discuss demons and being possessed and take responsibility for their actions. They also needed to participate in therapy to address their past behavior. Is a step, one of the steps there are not walking on the ceiling? <laughs> I think that should be number three. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the steps. Charles okay. has the steps. Well, now, the DCS officials credited Ammons for 
sharing a close bond with the children. An agency also said she needed to use alternate forms of discipline, not directly related to religion and demon possessions. Yeah, they're blaming this again. They're blaming us all on mom. According to the DCS plan, well, it's really kind of our moms who mess us up. So, anyway, appropriate discipline included encouragement, rules, withholding privileges, and waterboarding. <laughs> no, there you go. And uh, time out, and no time, <laughs> and, and don't, and no walking across the ceiling. No walking across the ceiling. Yeah, especially yeah. backwards. That shit creeps me out. <laughs> I'm telling you, if that I mean, little kid was in this room and started walking up the wall backwards, I'm fucking out of why here. Why is backwards? I'm leaving my laptop. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I, I may have my headphones pulled I off with understand. me. <laughs> That's creepy as shit. I don't get why you're so focused on the, because the kid did it backwards. Is it because your own <laughs> your own inability inability to walk backwards? I'm just I don't walks, understand. I, I have an inability to walk I up mean, a wall I think, backwards. I think well, that's it. <laughs> inability. I can't do that. Well, look, it's because you know what this creeps Timmy out. Because it, he can look you in the eye when he's doing this. If he does it, oh backwards. yeah, and he'll smile at you. That creepy <laughs> fucking. Christine Smile, look, or whatever that show was. I think, I think <laughs> little fire whether, yeah. Yeah. whether you walk backwards, walk forward, do a cartwheel, <laughs> do some handstand flips, whatever. If you can go up the wall unaided and then make it to the ceiling, it doesn't matter how you get there. You don't care if it's backwards or forward. Backwards, forwards, it's still creeping me the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. I think I would get rid of the kid. <laughs> I wouldn't even get rid of that. Start with that. I'd get rid of the kid too. Yeah. I'd be the very first Actually, thing. Actually, if they're the lightning rods, you well, might them you're going to stay with your hands No, I mean, you, know, you got to go. Because I would never be assured that, that you know, that that <laughs> demon was ever gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it exactly. might be, he might just be laying low. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, he may be dormant. <laughs> All of a sudden, the kid comes up to give you a hug. Next thing you know, he got his throat around <laughs> exactly. his throat. Exactly. But if those kids are the lightning rod, then you want to keep them around. You know what I do? I drive them out, take them out in the uh, <laughs> fucking go to the rest stop, go to the rest stop, and say, "Hey, you want to use the at a fire station? <laughs> Would you drive backwards or forwards?" I wouldn't care, man. I just like that would be in the rearview mirror. <laughs> It would be like a John Bonet thing, you know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I got this twelve-page fucking uh, ransom note. <laughs> She was probably walking up the wall. That's probably why they got rid of her. Good board. You know, she had like on her little uh, tap shoes or whatever, start walking backwards up that wall. And, you know, that Mr. Her. and Mrs. Ramsey said, hey. For the beauty pageant. And they said, you know, whatever. Let Nancy, we'll be on Nancy Grace. We'll interview her. Whatever. Let Nancy Grace say what she wants. But you ain't giving her a this, goddamn ceiling again. It's got to go. Continue, Charles. I can't continue. Oh, Christ. So anyway, they gave the woman some goals. They gave some what? Some goals. Oh, some goals. Okay. Okay. And she could work on these goals during supervised visits with the children. Yeah, she gets a bad rap. <laughs> and she wanted to be supervised. She wanted right. on yeah. guards and priests and everybody else. Yeah, can, we have a, like, uh, can I see <laughs> them through plastic or glass or something? <laughs> Somebody needs to be with me all the time. Uh, Ammons also had to find a job 
and appropriate housing due to the paranormal activity at the house on Carolina Street. Now, while Ammons worked on meeting these objectives, police and DCS officials, they went on investigating the strange happenings. But the group got larger. Campbell, Ammons, Austin, two other police officers from the initial visit um, went back to the house and they visited after work hours. They took, they were joined by Maginot. The priest. The priest. Mm-hmm. And uh, two Lake County officers with a police dog and a DCS family manager. Oh, police dog would be nuts. Yeah, the DCS family manager was Samantha Illick. Now, Illick was there in a, an official capacity. She volunteered to go into Washington's place because Washington did not want to go back in This the is house. A, a social worker. She says, okay, last time she went with the cops, mm-hmm. and now she says, fuck this. I, I don't know why I ever went into social time, work yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this time she's going in with the cops, a police dog, all kinds of things. I could be working out of uh, a yeah. homeless shelter. I don't <laughs> yeah, need this shit. Go, I want to go deal with the mentally ill people. <laughs> so anyway, a county officer took his police dog around the house, but the dog didn't show any interest in anything particular. Um, everyone else headed to the basement. Illick touched some strange liquid she saw dripping in the basement. This is weird. She said it felt slippery, yet sticky between her fingers, Timmy. Mm. 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 Sounds rather erotic to me. (laughs) Now, Maginot told police that he wanted to check the dirt under the stairs for a pentagram or personal objects that might have been cursed. Mm. So he's out looking for a pentagram. Yeah. He said a pentagram would show demonic presence in the house and a possible portal to hell, Mm. according to Lake uh, County Police Report. I've I've got my own personal portal to hell. It's called the front door of my house. (laughs) But but anyway, he also wanted to know if someone had died in the house and was buried under the stairs. That would explain some of it, he said. Now, one of the police officers dug a four-by-three-foot hole beneath the stairs. I see. I never get that. Why do? Why is it, uh, you know, every time there's a haunted house, it's because it's over a, uh, someone's grave or it's in a, a sacred burial ground or shit. If you're a spirit, can't you just, like, move? You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't you just, like, go to another Yeah, why do I tear shit up? Yeah. Well, you know, just leave. One of the officers starts digging a hole, and here's what he finds. And it kind of sounds like the devil's been there. What did he find? A pink press-on fingernail, a white <laughs> because, pair of because, panties. Because demons are big on press-on yeah. nails. Yeah. They and get those Lee press-on like, nails. They like to feel pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do. A white pair of panties, a political shirt pin. I think it's a cross-dressing demon myself. A lid for a small cooking Self-identifying. Pan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Socks with the bottoms cut off below the ankles. Now, those, fuck, those are just sweatbands now. <laughs> and they, um, they don't really do much good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you can call them socks after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, candy wrappers and a heavy metal object that looked like a weight for a drapery cord. Okay. They found nothing else and uh, put the dirt back. Now, Illa said she was later standing in the living room with the rest of the group. When her left pinky finger started to tingle and whiten, she complained it felt broken. Who doesn't have tingly pinkies from time to time? Mm. Less than 10 minutes later, Illich said she felt like she was having a panic attack. 
<laughs> Much like Timmy would if the little kid, kid walked up the wall. Backwards. <laughs> yeah, backwards up the wall. She couldn't breathe, so she walked outside to wait for the group. When the priest qu- started questioning Ammons inside the house, she complained of a headache and shoulder pain, according to police records. She went outside with the social worker. Austin had left the house at nightfall. Austin said he left the house at nightfall. This is the cop. Austin, yeah. Who has been shot at and investigated murders, rapes, armed robberies during more than his three decades on the force. This guy said, I ain't staying in this damn house past dark. (laughs) I'm just, that's my limit. Other officers continue to walk through the home. Um, now, to make sure Campbell Ammons hadn't poured oil on the blinds, two of the officers used paper towels to clean it off. They found some oil on the blinds. And uh, the officers sealed the room for 25 minutes and stood nearby so no one could walk in. And when they went back in, Timmy, what do you think they found on the blinds? What did they find? Oil. Well, it oil reappeared. Mm. Yeah. Strangest damn thing you ever seen. Except for a kid walking backwards on <laughs> yeah. the wall. <laughs> I mean, I can handle a little oil on the blinds. <laughs> well, you got this fucking eight-year-old walking up the wall backwards across the ceiling. <laughs> I'm out of there. Well, Maginot wrote an, a, a report mm-hmm. detailing his findings, and he asked Bishop Dave Melsack his permission to perform an exorcism on Ammons. Yeah, because that has to be done at the bishop level, I guess. Yeah, the bishop had never authorized an exorcism in 21 years as bishop of the Diocese of Gary. Melzick initially denied his request to do a church-sanctioned exorcism, Maginot said. The bishop then told Maginot to contact other priests who have performed exorcisms. Maginot said he needed two priests, a young priest and an old priest. To give him the ritual for a minor exorcism. Is that he was standard just doing, there, Brandy? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. He, he was just doing the minor exorcism. He wasn't doing the exorcism majoria. Okay. Um, he was doing it like the exorcism minoria. Gotcha. Much like labias. Gotcha. I, I got, got the, the reference. Minor there. and... Uh, um, and it doesn't require church approval. He uh, just told him to look it up on the internet. <laughs> Pretty good advice. So he getting a, he, he's saying, "How do I do this?" He was saying, googling, "How do I exorcise a all demon?" Right. All right. So he said he did an intense blessing on the Carolina Street home to expel bad spirits. That same day, Maginot performed a minor exorcism on Ammons. The ritual consisted of prayers, statements, and appeals to cast out the demons. If it works, I'll try one on you, devil. Mm. Two police officers. Illick, the family case manager, attended this exorcism. Illick said she left believing that something was going on, although she wouldn't go so far as to say demonic. She said she got chills during the nearly two-hour ritual. Uh, Illick said she had a uh, string of medical problems after visiting the home. A week after she visited the house for the last time, Illick said she got third-degree burns from a motor. Are you fucking kidding me? Thought she got burned from a motorcycle and blamed it on the demons. It happens. <laughs> I, I bet worse shit happened to me every day on the way home. She probably put her foot on the muffler or something. Yeah, I ain't saying it's demons. 
Now, if it would have been like a motorcycle fell out of the sky and landed on my head or whatnot, Remember? somebody was riding a motorcycle backwards <laughs> up the wall. <laughs> oh, you ever see that in, a, in like the circus where mm-hmm. they get in their cages and yeah. their round cages and ride their motorcycles around? That's cool. It's so cool. It is cool. That doesn't so that doesn't freak you out. No. Okay. But a seven year old walking up the <laughs> wall backwards Good across Lord. the ceiling that freaks me out. That's creepy shit. Well, now. Within 30 days, Illick also broke three ribs jet skiing. Okay, so she's having a run of bad luck since uh, going yeah. to that house. Okay. Then she broke a hand when she hit a table, then broke an ankle running in flip-flops. Mm. It sounds like she's kind of stupid to well, me. Yeah, running in flip-flops is not a good idea. Well, I mean, why she got to hit a table? You know, you get on a jet ski, okay. shit's so gonna she, happen. And to the you. point is, she had some unfortunate. This woman, yeah, she's probably like 30, 30 years old or something. She ain't no spring chicken. Yeah. Stay off the jet skis. Right. 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty old. Now, after the minor ritual. You're almost a man. <laughs> yeah, she was. Jesus. She, it said right there, she. Uh, in pre penis <laughs> stage. Yeah, she uh, slapped her testicles hard against the water. <laughs> she wrecked her jet ski. <laughs> After the minor ritual, Maginot told Amos to look up the names of the demons that were tormenting her. Okay. Each demon has a name and a personality, Maginot said. A name has power, the priest added, and he planned to use those names. To fight the demons during the exorcism. Yeah, he emphasized that. I saw him interviewed by the local news the channel there in Gary, mm-hmm. or Indianapolis, I think, maybe. And uh, that he kept emphasizing that, that he that you have to know the demons. He had to know the demon's name to take the power away from the demons. Which, you know, we know Brandy's name, and that sure in hell ain't fucking her. That, well, here's a strange thing. They looked it up on the internet, and the thing that kept coming up was Venna, 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 Venna. Venay. Venay, Venay, Venay. grandma's name. You're an asswipe. So she, anyway, Ammon said... One of those little accents. At the yeah, a little Pre- fancy, little pretentious <laughs> yeah. ass motherfucker. Ammon says she and a friend looked up the demons' names online by searching for demons. <laughs> they Googled demons? Yeah. They Googled demons', demons names. names. I mean, I'll do that while we're talking. Beelzebub. I mean, the most popular demon name... Beelzebub. Happened There's an app. app. There's an app for that. No. But the computer kept shutting down. Let's see what my phone does. She said she felt sick and lightheaded. If shuts down, I'm leaving. <laughs> but she says she found names so if that... I, if my phone shuts down and I start walking up the wall backwards, <laughs> I'm not even waiting for that. I'm not even waiting. If your phone shuts down, I'm out of here. <laughs> Continue, Colonel, while I look up demons on the internet. Well, oh, they did find... Like we can, we can be the page. <laughs> <laughs> After the minor rite, Maginot said Bishop Melzick gave him permission to exercise Ammons. The ritual is the same as the minor, but more powerful because it has the backing of the Catholic Church. Oh, well. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that she found that uh, I left out of the That's a big one. Well, that's the big one. Yeah, that's the one that she uh, found that was uh, uh, possessing. That's Mrs. Colonel's middle name. It is not. So you're familiar with that. That's one of your people. Yeah, that's one of her people right yeah. there. That's actually her leader. Oh, okay. She reports... I think in a, it, it, uh, an organiza- table organizational. Yeah, she's right under Beelzebub. Uh, okay, I report to no one. So remember that Beelzebub's not an attractive little demon. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a fly or something. 
he's great at Halloween. We have to put a. Put he's a great at Halloween up. parties. All right. Well, anyway, Beelzebub is the one that she determined. Beelzebub is the Beelzebub is the one that she determined to be uh, the demon. possessing at that house. I think that's well, a little. Got, I think that's a little pretentious. That's pretentious. That she the got the platinum level. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think. I don't think know, Beelzebub needs to be in Gary, I don't, Indiana. I don't he's think got he all was kinds Gary, of little minions He was doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was probably in Chicago. He's probably staying outside. The rates are much better on the at suburbs. Wouldn't you think, though, he'd be over at, you, like, the Vatican? I bet now he'd probably that stay that at an Airbnb. But this was Airbnb. like... Airbnb? Yeah, yeah. This was... This is... <laughs> this is 2011. This, yeah, when he could get good yeah. rates in yeah. Gary. I, yeah. mean, you know, he, I mean, he may Uber it in. I don't know. Well, actually, that's how I know Merrillville, because when we go to Chicago, we stop at Merrillville before we get to Chicago, spend the night there driving the next morning, yeah, because geez. it's so much cheaper in Merrillville. But there are no demons in Merrillville. Well, How do you know? Well, because I had my parapsychologist look it up. Beelzebub. I don't think, I don't think he was there. I think I think that's like saying I think that's like saying like if I what you know needed a blessing for whatever reason. I think that's like me saying the Pope is coming and he's going to bless me. Well, I think that's a little much. I, I think she got a little carried away with herself. Well, there. I don't think. Uh, come on. The lady's kids are choking each other. Or she's got a daughter <laughs> levitating. And then one little kid's climbing back up, up yeah, the wall backwards. Yeah, you know what that's called? What? Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right. Continue, Colonel. Like she doesn't well, have any kids. Maginot ultimately performed three major exorcisms on Ammons. Two in English and the last one in Latin. Well, in June. Should have led with Latin. 2012. At his Merrillville church. During each, Maginot said he praised God and condemned the devil. Hallelujah. Much like I do, but it doesn't seem to get rid of her. Um, he pressed the crucifix against Ammons. Ow! Ow! See, see what she does to me? Yeah, I know. He pressed the crucifix against Ammon's head as he spoke. Like this? Bam! Yeah, Maginot said his voice continued to get louder, more forceful until the demon weakened. Mm. When he could tell how strong the demon was, he could tell how strong the demon was by how Ammons convulsed. Maybe she just she just she just has just has some kind of freaky sexual issues. Why are you being a weirdo? Well, I mean, she could have been just like, oh yeah, she press wasn't me like harder, that. baby. Press me. That's it. Press hey, that spot right don't there. say that. She she's, wasn't she's like a, that. No, and she's a real person. So behave. She's a real person. No, I mean, she's a real person who can. She convulsed. I'm boss, speculating that, on. I'm not saying an uh, orgasm caused the convulsion. I don't want to get sued by this. Could lady. it happen? <laughs> you think she's gonna sue us? Yeah, she's alive. This is only four years ago. Just read the fucking story. Yes, your opinions are your own. The opinions of yeah. the colonel uh, do In not no reflect. reflect yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah. So if you're gonna sue anybody, uh, please continue, Colonel. Please sue Make him. it me. So two police officers who kept in touch with Maginot since the home investigation stood nearby in case Ammons needed to be restrained. Um, Ammons said she prayed with Maginot until it became just too painful, Timmy. Mm -hmm. She said she felt as if something inside her was trying to hold on and inflict pain at the same time. Much like that gas bubble you get after eating Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. I hate that. It's grabbing, but it don't want to come out, but it's trying to come out and... But anyway, she said it was as intense as giving birth. Mm. Mm. Yeah, or like a, like a kidney stone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in between the second and third exorcisms, Maginot went on a retreat. A woman who assisted Maginot with some of the exorcism helped set up a backup plan in case Ammons had problems while Maginot was gone. Good to have a backup plan. By this time, Ammons and her mother had moved to Indianapolis, but they drove back for the exorcisms and court hearings as her children were still... Why, does Beezlebub follow you around? Well, yeah, Beezlebub can travel. Is he related to Beetlejuice? Um, Yeah, they're cousins. They're cousins. Okay. Um... And now the kids are still in the DCS care. Maginot said he was blessed by the family. He went and blessed the family's new home to prevent more problems. In the final exorcism in the end of June 2012, Maginot said he prayed and berated those demons in Latin, although the demons didn't Didn't understand understand Latin, so it didn't really hurt their feelings. Um, But he did it in there rather than English, so he didn't provoke them. Police officers did not attend, so Maginot said his brother stood guard. Ammons convulsed while she condemned while he condemned the demons, but did not convulse during prayer. Hmm. Hmm. When she fell asleep, he said words of thanksgiving. It will be the last time Ammons saw Maginot. She and her mother drove back to Indianapolis, where they now live without fear. Ammon's old home on Carolina Street has become an object of local curiosity, so much so that the owner and landlord, Charles Reed, called the Gary Police Department to ask officers to stop driving by the house because it was scaring his new tenant. It should. It probably should because if they live in Gary, that new tenant should be scared. That rent probably went down a lot. Yeah. He said there was no problems in the home before or after the family lived there. Hammonds regained custody of the three kids in November 2012, about six months after they'd been uh, incarcerated by the state. They were incarcerated. They were out of her custody for six months. Okay, they were in DCS custody. Yes. Incarcerated by DCS. All right. DCS continued to check in on the children and make sure they were going to school until the case was closed last February. Ammons called the children to return the happiest day of her life. The children said they felt safe after they left the house on Carolina Street, the family said. The three left the demonic voices and complaints behind them. Ain't nothing like some time down at juvie to get the demons out of It wasn't in juvie. It was in foster care. So now they're, not, they're no longer walking up the, up the ceiling or up Apparently the Apparently not. Right. They ain't even growling at each other or choking at each other. I bet they're still choking each other. So what happened to the house? Well, no demonic presence or spirits in the home. Um, DCS case family Christina wrote in a team meeting in 2013. So after she met with the family, she said there are no demons here. In Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Now, for her part, Ammon said it was not just not the psychologist who resolved her problems, but God. The exorcism. Yeah. Okay. In 2014, Zach Beggins, the flashy ghost investigator from TV Ghost Adventures, you familiar with that bought show, the Randy? Demon House in Indiana. He yeah, believed his intentions were to make a documentary and sell the movie rights to the story. <clears throat> On July, January 2016... After being robbed 36 times while he lived in the house in Gary, no, no, he's making that up. 
Well, Why did you make that? If up? you live in Gary, Indiana, it's a rough. Yeah, it's a rough area. But he, what happened to the house? The house was demolished. Tito did well. There is no reason of why, and it is not clear if it will be part of Zach's documentary. Yeah. So he bought the house, lived there for a little bit, or did something with it. I don't know, and then said, "Hell with this shit," and tore it down. Yeah. He started walking up the ceiling. That's right. <laughs> I just want to backwards reference. The, this article, a lot of this information was taken from an article this year in the Indianapolis Star by a writer by the name of Marissa Kowalski. It's on February 3rd, 2016, article in the Indy Star, Indianapolis Star. Um, and it's a weird, weird story. What do you think, Randy? What's your final thoughts on the haunting in Gary, Indiana? They stayed about one more, you know. They stayed more than I would have. I'd have been out of there at the first sign of that shit. Uh, first sign of that kid walking up. I know. Back, first sign of the kid. I don't even care. You know, before it even got to that, I moved out of that house. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you have options, and if you don't, if you know, if you don't, you don't have money to move. You're pretty much fucked. It down. Yeah, oh, I know. With that nonsense. Well, that's what's going on on American Horror Story right now. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying. Missing it. So, what do you think this is? You think this is real, or you think this is what? I think it is very possibly real. Uh, Charles, your final thoughts on the haunting in Gary, well, Indiana. you know, Timmy, as a man who has fought many a demon, mm-hmm. um, this is not typical demon behavior. Do you? So <laughs> I'm not. I, it's hard what? for me to buy into. Do you think it was Beezlebug? I don't think who. Or <laughs> what's the name of the demon Beelzebub? I do Beelzebub. not believe Beelzebub is the prince of darkness, Timmy. Okay. Beelzebub is Satan himself. Right, Beelzebub has other things um, to do besides go to Gary, Indiana. Yeah, Gary, Indiana. Well, maybe there was a convention or something going on. You don't know. <laughs> it, it was, it was, maybe, it was Satan-Con. Maybe. I don't know. Demon-Con. I feel confident that that's not what's happening. <laughs> Get better rates out there than I you can in the city, I'm telling you. You were trying to stay in the loop. My God, it was fortune. <laughs> Well, I'm not even you saying... You take the L. You get there and take the L. I'm not even you saying... You do not want to take the L to Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying he was in Indiana. I'm not saying he was in Illinois. I'm saying he could have been in Argentina. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying there are bigger fish for Beelzebub to fry... In LaToya. Than... than LaToya Jackson. LaToya, LaToya Jackson. LaToya yeah. Jackson. Uh, okay, Colonel, your final thoughts. Well, I'm just saying this is... This is a very peculiar demon behavior to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because <clears throat> usually demons will go after... Demons just want you out of the house. You don't know shit from apple butter. Um, they just want you out of you the really house. You really don't. How many demons have you battled? How do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, she battled none because they're all her friends. That's right. They're, they're tight. Right. Yeah, you and the demons are tight. She said this is texting. Juices were talking. I have had to stand eyeball to eyeball with demons, devil. I know my Brandy demons. Bubba. Yeah, Brandy Bub. <laughs> Brandy Alzabub. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, Colonel, let's get the shout-outs. So anyway, uh, so I believe it's all nonsense. All right, you don't. But you think it's? Uh, I think it's uh, mass it's hysteria. Hysteria. Okay. I think what happened was the mom made him believe they was possessed. The mom kept. But what about the cops and the social worker and the nurse? Nah, and they walked backwards up the wall onto the this ceiling. This fucking kid walked backwards <laughs> up the fucking wall across the ceiling. Did a little flip. <laughs> did a naughty comment each dismount. <laughs> He dismounted the ceiling. 9.5. <laughs> he did. He dismounted the ceiling, and he stuck the landing. 
I'm not buying it. Okay, I'm just not buying Colonel, it. you're a skeptic. Uh, Colonel, give us some shout-outs. Some shout-outs. Well, obviously, who do we always start our shout-outs with? I don't know. It's yeah. Tasha. Tasha, yes. Tasha, Tasha out there in California. Yep. Hi, Tasha. Jeff Girdley. Jeff, thank you for Sam listening. Sam Hildebrand. Hey, Sam. Of course, we got Ali, Charlie, and Scott. Hey, guys. Um, Jennifer, Lynn, uh, Jennifer Siemens and Linda. We can't miss Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Missy Dean Horton. Britt and Chris. Celine. Jeff Chestnut. Teresa Slavin. We got Big Boomer. Tommy Boomer Shine. Tommy Boomer Shine. How's it going, Tommy? Chanda and Larry, of course. The whole clan Trowbridge. Hey, guys. Um, Colton. Mm-hmm. Phyllis Monson. Hey, Phyllis. Um, Aaron. Um, Aaron. Aaron. Well, I'm going blank on the last name. It starts with a W. Okay. Anyway, Aaron W. Uh, Donna Curran. Brian Lawton. Olivia Meyer. And Fallon, happy anniversary to you. I saw you dressed up for dinner the other night. You look beautiful. Did you? I don't know if you're friends with her. It was her first anniversary. Her and her husband went out to dinner. Nice. She's all dressed up. She looked Congratulations. Gorgeous. You know, and eventually uh, they'll be they'll go to Frisch's for their anniversary. They yeah. will. Yeah. They eventually will. they'll have kids walking up the mm-hmm. wall backwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, the lovely Ch- Katja. Katja. Katja over there in Denmark. Yeah. Uh, Monica. Nancy. D. Stefani, D. Augustino. I can't get yes. that one right. Monica, hi. Monica D. Um, very sweet lady. Very sweet. Lisa Lawton, of course. Bridget, Bridget Clavey, Brian Snellings. Um, we got Denny and William, Tr- Denny McFarlane, um, William Traw, Elise. Of course, we can't go without Angie. Mm-hmm. Um, Angie Song. Patty Wooten. Bond. We got Trickster. Bond. We got Bond. Gene Bond. Yes. We got Trixie. Um, we got the Trickster. We got Steph Quick. Um, Stephanie out and there of course, in California. Sydney and Michael. Um, Jamie T. Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Laura O'Reilly. Um, Gabby Lewis. She was a new listener the last time. Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Sunstar and Tara. Paul Menfilly. Menfilly. Paul. Sorry um, if I messed up your name, Paul. Lydia. Um, Brandy McBride. Kenny Rose. Stacy Lynn. Stacy Lynn, of course. Jeff Appel. Christine Bourgeois. Bourgeois. I have given this one, I believe this is about the fourth time I've given this name a shout out and have have uh have been uh Angie Song. I got Angie, okay. of course. Kate McCarthy. Kate McCarthy. She's been out in Montana. Now it's coming coming home. Katie Moorhead. Katie Moorhead, yes. Katie Moorhead. Lovely lady. She is a, she is lovely. Very lady. lovely. Mary Ray. Mm-hmm. And of course we got our two Heathers that we cannot forget, Hall and Poole. Yep. Heather um, Poole and Heather Hall. Denny McNamara. I got Denny already. Let's get some new listeners too. Okay, what about Olivia? Did you give her a shout-out? Olivia Meyer, got her. Sunstar? Sunstar, I did. Okay. Um, Michael Eisenhower. Yes, new uh, new to the page. We don't know if he's a new listener, but he's yeah, new, new to, to the, the page. And now our page is on Facebook. It's it, History Dreams, the podcast. It's a group. Join us because all the folks that we give shout-outs to, most of them, 
come from uh, are active on that page. Well, actually, it's the only way that I know who listens to us. So well, we've got Steve Miller, as I mentioned. We've got um, a very nice review on iTunes uh, from Fatboy Gardner, your friend on uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. Katie, and uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we got a, we got another one that was uh, pretty uh, good too, Tim. Uh, what about did you say Amanda Fitton Bachachi? I'm getting to her. Okay, I'm I can't pronounce her. her name. We got uh, some new ones: Dan Danielle um, Fredrickson, mm-hmm. Rebecca Matanley. Hi, Rebecca. Andy Sparatio. Hey, Andy. Valerio Wallen. Maybe Valerio, I believe I got that right. You get Rebecca Man- um, Manti Mantani Matani. Um, I'm, I'm sure I butchered it, but thank you for joining us, okay. Rebecca. We got Nancy Palomino, mm-hmm. um, Kim Kamikaze, um, and then we, of course, we got Kim Taylor. Did you mention Kimmy? Kim Taylor, um, and and the and then we got the the ladies that I call the Colonel's Corner. Okay, who is that? Um, that'd be Angie Ball, mm-hmm. um, Shannon Rossett, of course, um, Tiffany, mm-hmm. whose whose son's football team was um, ranked the number one team in the Jackson area now. Wonderful, Nicola, little Sarah Spaghetti, Jim Burdick, Karen Barnes, Janet Fitz, the, or the two lovely Irish lasses, Janet Fitzgerald and Francis Darden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Williams, Angie Cobes, mm-hmm. and Amanda Bocci Ball. Gina Spillane. You got her? Gina, Gina Spillane. She is on your uh, yeah. team, Colonel. Yeah. I got, she was my last one I had there. Okay. Um, of course, we got lovely Lady Beverly. Yes. <clears throat> uh, Lady Beverly, we're thinking of you. Feel better, please. We're thinking of you. Yes. Um, and, and Dottie, you know, we are definitely thinking about you every single day. Yes. Um, we, we just hope, hope that you're hanging in there. Shonda Rush? I got Shonda. Okay, Shonda Debbie Red? Hmm? Debbie Red? Yeah. Okay. Did. Uh, did you get, um, did you get Michael and Sydney? Sydney? Yes, oh. I did. Okay. Okay, so and if we missed you, we're sorry. And pointed out on the page that we did miss you because yeah. uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Michelle Shu, I believe. Shao, she's uh, sort of new to our page, um, so we'll give a shout out to her. And of course, my friend Sherry, Brandy. Do you have any shout outs you want to give? No, I think Chuck got them all. William Trow, thank you. Emily Skidmore, uh, 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 M Waterfall. Of course. I got them on now. Okay. So if we missed you, we are sorry. But if you give us, uh, you know, uh, send us a message, we'll make sure to uh, get you, give you a shout out next time. Uh, thank you all for joining us and have a wonderful Halloween, everyone. We'll see you next time on History Dweeds. Good day. Bye bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 